Chapter twenty nine of Young People's Treasury, Volume six Famous Travels and Adventures by Hamilton Wright Maybe. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. The Holy City by Elliot Warburton. The road from Jaffa has been for four thousand years the highway between Jerusalem and the western plains that border on the sea, and its slippery rocks are so round and smooth as to render firm footing difficult chariots never could have been used here and it would be impossible for cavalry to act or even to advance against a hostile force the scenery resembled that of the wildest glens of scotland only that here the grey crags were thickly tufted with aromatic shrubs and instead of the pine the sycamore the olive and the palm shaded the mountain side we passed by the village of jeremiah and the terebinthine vale in the last we recognize the scene of david's combat with goliath and its little brook still sparkles here as freshly as when he picked thence pebbles to smite the philistine generally speaking the river beds were as dry as the path we trod and this was the only stream but one that i saw between jaffa and the jordan a large caravan was assembled on its banks with all its picturesque variety of laden camels mules with gay trappings mountain cavaliers with turban and embroidered vests veiled women on donkeys half-naked arabs with long spears dwellers in cities with dark caftan or furred police all however various their nation profession or appearance were eagerly quaffing the precious stream or waiting under the shadow of a high rock for the caravan to proceed hills became more and more precipitous as we approached jerusalem most of them were of a conical form and terraced to their summit yet on these steep acclivities the strenuous labor of the israelite had formerly grown corn wine and oil and on the terraces that remained uninjured the few present inhabitants still plant wheat and vineyards and olive groves there was no appearance of water except the inference that might be drawn of wells within the few villages that hung on the mountain side the pathway continued as rough as ever while we wound through the rocky defiles leading to the upper plains but it was much more frequented and i had joined a large and various company for the sake of listening to their talk about the city that now absorbed every other interest at each acclivity we surmounted we were told that the next would reveal to us the object of our destination and at length as we emerged upon a wide and sterile plain the leading pilgrims sank upon their knees the most contagious shout of enthusiasm i ever heard burst from each traveller and every man of that large company arab italian greek and englishman exclaimed each in his own tongue el quds jerusalema heopolis the holy city it was indeed jerusalem and had the holy city risen before us in its palmiest days of magnificence and glory it could not have created deeper emotion or been gazed at more earnestly or with intenser interest apart from all associations the first view of jerusalem is a most striking one a brilliant and uncheckered sunshine has something mournful in it when all that it shines upon is utterly desolate and drear not a tree or green spot is visible no sign of life breaks the solemn silence 
no smile of nature's gladness ever varies the stern scenery around the flaming monotonous sunshine above and the pale distorted rocky wastes beneath realize but too faithfully the prophetic picture thy sky shall be brass and the land shall be iron to the right and left as far as the eye can reach vague undulations of colorless rocks extend to the horizon a broken and desolate plain in front is bounded by a wavy battlemented wall over which towers frown and minarets peer and mosque domes swell intermingled with church turrets and an indistinguishable mass of terraced roofs high over the city to the left rises the mount of olives and the distant hills of moab almost mingling with the sky afford a background to the striking picture i had always pictured to myself jerusalem as standing upon lofty hills and visible from afar it is on the contrary on the edge of the wide platform by which we approached from jaffa and is commanded by the mount of olives the hill of scopus and other eminences from which it is divided by the deep and narrow ravines called the valley of jehoshaphat and the valley of hinnom these ravines meet in the form of a y the lower part of which describes the precipitous glen through which the brook kidron flows in winter to the dead sea the site of the city is in itself unique selected originally from the strength of its position only it offers none of the features usually to be found surrounding the metropolis of a powerful people no river nor any stream flows by it no fertility surrounds it no commerce seems able to approach its walls no thoroughfare of nations finds it in the way it seems to stand apart from the world exempt from its passions its ambitions and even its prosperity like the high priest who once ministered in its temple it stands solitary and removed from all secular influences and receives only those who come to worship at its mysteries all the other cities of the earth are frequented by votaries of gain science luxury or glory zion offers only privations to the pilgrim's body solemn reflections for his thoughts awe for his soul her palaces are ruins her hostels are dreary convents her chief boast and triumph is a tomb the greater part of the time i passed at jerusalem i was as solitary as in the desert in the cool of the evening i used to ride up the mount of olives or explore the glens and caverns once the refuge places of the prophets now the resort of robbers and outlaws if i had been reconnoitring for titus i could not have made myself more familiar with every feature of the doomed city than solitude and curiosity conspired to make me during those frequent rambles toward noon i was driven by the heat to take shelter in my apartments which i shall describe as affording a specimen of the houses of jerusalem i passed only one night in the dreary hospice of the terra santa and the next evening found myself on my return from a distant ride the tenant of abu habib in the via dolorosa he was a portly old christian very like lablache in the garb of figaro but that a long robe of brown silk enveloped his person and a capacious turban his broad brow he could speak but few words of italian and the gesticulations with which he endeavoured to express some difficult emotion in arabic were irresistibly ludicrous he piqued himself on his cookery 
and was continually inventing some new abomination of grease and rice to tempt my appetite there was a hospitality about the old fellow notwithstanding his reputed avaricious propensities that prevented me from ever scrutinizing his bills if he made the most of his guests in one respect he also did it in every other my servant was quite superseded in the culinary department as soon as i rose in the morning it was abu habib who presented my coffee when i came in from writing pipe and coffee were handed by abu habib and in a few moments rissoles in vine leaves or pieces of pilan in cucumbers with a broiled fowl and a flask of vino d'oro were presented by abu habib if i clapped my hands throughout the day the same portly figure presented itself if i fell asleep on the divan i found him fanning away the flies at dinner he was at once cook and butler in the evening he was killing chickens while he whistled a tune or plucking them as he chanted some unintelligible old song he even climbed the housetop to offer my pipe and at length actually took to grooming my horses the entrance to this house of hospitality was by a narrow flight of stone steps leading out of the via dolorosa a door opened thence into a courtyard where my horses were stabled in an enclosure and picketed to the wall by the fetlock a corridor in which there were doors leading to a kitchen on one side and sleeping-rooms on the other connected this outer with an inner court shaded by a few lemon and cypress trees in this were my apartments consisting of a sleeping-room and a large wainscoted chamber surrounded with a divan and diversified with a variety of shelves presses and cupboards opposite were the sleeping apartments of my host his buxom wife and her blooming sister these women seemed to lead a life of perfect idleness for the indefatigable abu habib was all in all and monopolized all the offices of the establishment even to dressing in more senses than one a young son of his was the plague of the household my host was civil and humble even to servility but the female members of his family appeared to be as free from constraint as they were from forwardness during a short but severe illness they attended me with the greatest kindness and afterward gave me lessons in arabic and folding turbans and other eastern accomplishments it was pleasant when evening fell as i lay on the divan and looked upon the clear bright sky against which the cypresses trembled in the night breeze to hear the low sweet plaintive voices in which these eastern women sang the songs of their historic land hebron was their native place and they were christians though they had never heard of the bible but the name of the koran was familiar to them their dress in the house consisted of a close-fitting tunic buttoned from beneath the bosom for some distance down thence open to allow free motion to their limbs that were clothed with very full loose trousers tied at the ankle and falling over the slippered foot the bosom was generally open or but partly enclosed by the crape garment within a light turban or a handkerchief of damascus silk covered the head from which rich hair flowed free or was plaited into two long braids in the streets the christian women wear the yashmak or veil across the face as the moslems do but in the house it is entirely laid aside the women of all religions pass much of their time on the housetops peeping through the circular tiles that are built into a wall so as to admit the air 
yet concealed the inhabitants of each roof i rode forth to make a circuit of the city to walk round about her and mark well her battlements sadly has all changed since this proud challenge was spoken yet the walls are still towering and imposing in their effect they vary in height from twenty to sixty feet according to the undulations of the ground and are everywhere in good repair the columns and architraves are as old as at least the roman conquered city that are worked into these walls instead of ruder stones bear eloquent testimony to the different nature of their predecessors a bridle path leads close to their base all round the valleys of hinnom and jehoshaphat yawn suddenly beneath them on the west south and north separating them from mount jehan the hill of evil counsel and the mount of olives these hills are utterly barren and lonely as fear can make them though within gunshot of the city robberies are here committed with impunity and few people venture to leave the walls without being well armed and attended the deep gloom of the valley of hinnom the sterility of all around the silence and desolation so intense yet so close to the city the sort of memory with which i could trace each almost familiar spot from the tower of hippicus to the hill of scopus made this the most interesting excursion i ever undertook now we look down upon the pool and valley of jehan from the summit of mount zion now upon the vale of hinnom with the pool of siloam and Aseldama beyond the brook now over mount moriah with the valley of jehoshaphat beneath and the village of siloam on the opposite side scattered along the banks where kedron used to flow then passing through the turkish cemetery and over the brook kedron we come to the venerable garden of gethsemane in which say the legends still stand the olive trees that sheltered christ this garden is only a small grove occupying perhaps two acres of ground but it is one of the best authenticated scenes of interest about jerusalem from it a steep and rocky path leads to the three summits of the mount of olives on the loftiest of which stands the church of the ascension an armenian priest admitted me into the sacred enclosure motioned to a little monk to lead about my horse and led the way in silence to the roof of the church from hence is the most interesting if not the most striking view in the world from such a summit might the great leader of the people have viewed the land which was to be the reward of their desert wanderings from it is laid bare every fibre of the great heart of palestine the atmosphere is like a crystal lens and every object in the holy city is as clear as if it lay within a few yards instead of a mile's distance each battlement upon those war-worn walls each wild-flower that clusters over them the dogs prowling about the waste places among the ruins and cactus and cypress the turbaned citizens slowly moving in the streets all these are recognizable almost as clearly as the prominent features of the city the eminence called mount moriah lies nearest to our view just above the narrow valley of jehoshaphat the city wall passes over the centre of it embracing a wide enclosure studded with cypresses and cedars in the centre of which stands the magnificent mosque of omar this is of a very light fantastic architecture bristling with points and little spires and minarets many of which have gilded crescents that flash and gleam in the sunshine 
while the various groups of moslems seated on bright carpets or slowly wandering among the groves give life and animation to the scene the mosque occupies the site of the temple and is held wholly by the moslem as the place where abraham offered isaac to be a sacrifice to the left of the mosque enclosure within the walls is a space covered with rubbish and jungles of the prickly pear then part of the hill of zion and david's tower to the right of the enclosure is the pool of bethesda beyond which st stephen's gate affords entrance to the via dolorosa a steep and winding street along which christ bore the cross in his ascent to calvary to the right of the street and toward the north stands the hill of acre on which salem the most ancient part of the city was built they say by melchisedek this hill is enclosed by the walls of the modern town but the hill of Bethesda lies yet farther to the right and was enclosed within the walls that the romans stormed beyond Bethesda stands the hill of scopus where from titus gazed upon jerusalem the day before its destruction and wept for the sake of the beautiful city beneath us is the garden of gethsemane the valley of hinnom with its tophet and the vale of jehoshaphat with its brook kidron which meets the waters of siloam at the well of job the tombs of the kings of nehemiah of absalom and of the judges lie before us the caves of the prophets everywhere pierce the rocks that have so often resounded to the war-cry of the chaldean the roman the saracen and the crusader beyond the city spreads the vale of Rephaim, with bethlehem in the distance every rock and hill and valley that is visible bears some name that is rung in history and then the utter desolation that everywhere prevails as if it was all over with that land and the rocks had indeed fallen and the hills indeed had covered the mighty the beautiful and the brave who once dwelt there in prosperity and peace no flocks no husbandmen nor any living thing is there except a group of timid travellers turbaned figures and veiled women and a file of camels winding along the precipitous pathway under the shadow of the palm tree descending from the mount of olives i re-entered the city by st stephen's gate where turkish soldiers constantly keep guard turning to the left i visited the pool of bethesda and then wandered slowly over the via dolorosa in which is pointed out each spot where the saviour fell under the burden of the cross as he bore it to calvary along this steep and rugged way in after days i impatiently traversed the squalid city with a monk for my guide in search of its various localities of traditionary sanctity but i will not ask the reader to stoop to such a labour my monkish cicerone pointed out to me where Divas lived where lazarus lay where the cock crowed or roosted that warned peter of his crime and even where the blessed virgin used to wash her son's linen it is difficult to speak of such things gravely and yet i would not have one light feeling or expression intermingled with the solemn subjects of which this chapter attempts to treat the character of the city within corresponds with that of the country without most of it very solitary and silent echo only answers to your horse's tread and frequent waste places among which the wild dog prowls convey an indescribable impression of desolation it is not those waste places alone 
that give such an air of loneliness to the city but many of the streets themselves dark dull and mournful looking seem as if the templar's armed tread was the last to which they had resounded the bazaars and places of business are confined to one small quarter of the city everywhere else you generally find yourself alone no one is even there to point out your way and you come unexpectedly upon the pool of bethesda or wander among the vaulted ruins of the hospitaller's courts without knowledge the remains of the ancient city that meet your eye are singularly few here and there a column is let into the wall or you find that the massive and uneven pavement is of costly marble but except the pools of hezekiah and bethesda the town of hippicus and some few other remains preserved on account of their utility there is little of art to connect the memory with the past the chief place of interest in jerusalem is the holy sepulchre whose site i believe to be as real as the panorama that the priests have gathered around it must needs be false you descend by a narrow lane and a flight of steps into a small enclosure where a guard of turkish soldiers is stationed to keep peace among the christians after paying tribute to this infidel police you enter into a large circular hall supported by a colonnade of eighteen pillars and surrounded by a large dome in the centre of which is a pavilion containing the holy sepulchre the whole of this church has been so frequently described that i shall only mention that within its walls are collected a panorama of all the events that took place at the crucifixion the place where christ was scourged the hole in the rock where the cross stood the fissure where the rock was rent in twain the place where the soldiers cast lots for the garments the stone whereon the body was anointed and lastly the grave wherein it was laid End of chapter twenty nine